and we're live all right welcome everybody welcome back to another edition of the attraction japan podcast i'm here today with my buddy kether who's over in korea um and you know we we, we met up last time uh i was over in korea and it was a good time and i and i think he has a lot of stuff to uh sort of share and we'll, we'll sort of get into a bunch of the differences between korea and japan and uh you know a bunch of his experience as well because he's been he's been doing this for a long time and has a lot of good stuff to say so so welcome Kether. yeah thanks for having me on and uh looking forward to the uh for the podcast sweet um so yeah so why don't you just give give us a, a little bit of a brief backstory you know like um how long you've you've been over in korea what brought you there uh, some original mm-hmm. struggles and how you originally essentially came into game um and what you you know who you learned from at the beginning okay cool so yeah i came to korea around it was actually early 2010 so it's been about 10 years now actually a whole decade right yep and uh i originally got actually i originally got into korea because in college i made a couple korean friends i didn't know that much about it at the time and um it, it was one of those things like, you know, every every big city like L.A. or San Francisco, they all have these Korea towns. Right. And uh, once I kind of met like one or two Korean people, they uh, they kind of bring you into the little inner circle. Right. So then uh, inviting me to these parties and, uh, you know, learning about the food, the culture. And I uh, really got into, uh, of all things at the time, it was actually Korean movies that I was really getting into, which, uh, as you know, the uh, the Parasite movie just won, you know, best movie of the year in america too right Mm -hmm. and so i've been watching these movies for like even that same director like memories of murder and uh all these old korean movies i always thought they're fascinating because so much different than hollywood movies where you have you know it's the same kind of storyline right whereas in korean movies they always end in a fucked up way it's like (laughs) like what the fuck like you you walk away from the movie like i don't know i feel weird after that one (laughs) it's not a not in any way you expect it to end right i'm like man this is so much different than american movies so anyways got into the movies and everything and uh you know at the time k-pop wasn't really big it wasn't like now you have all these people coming over here it's almost like i call korea kind of like the new japan because it's all this k-pop and this huge wave of culture that's bringing all these you know foreign people here and everything right Mm -hmm. and so um yeah it wasn't really that big it was big amongst like asian people at the time but anyways i ended up uh getting a scholarship to come to korea for this uh study program and uh actually came here you know where most people at the time they're here to either teach english or um in the military or what have you but i was actually you know i originally came here to actually learn the language and learn the culture and uh yeah that was already like 10 years ago and since then i never really you know went back to america for a little while and i visit pretty frequently but been here pretty much yeah the whole time for about 10 years and so uh that's pretty much my story about coming to korea originally yeah mm-hmm. cool um and what about in terms of in terms of girls i mean like when you showed up what was it like were you know how were you uh, at the beginning right when you right when you mm-hmm. arrived what was it like adjusting there yeah sure so um prior to coming to korea i was I was actually doing game in America, but I didn't know it was, I didn't even know game was a thing, to be honest, right? So in uh, like in college or walking around the city that I lived in or places that I went, I uh, <laughs> I would try to start, start conversations with like random girls that I found attractive, but it was really clumpy and awkward and weird, to be honest, right? 
Like it was a lot of like, oh, is this the bus stop or something like a lot of this, like any kind of like weaseling my way into some sort of conversation, but better, better than nothing. You right, know, because right. like a lot of people at the time, like most of the people I knew, they were just meeting, you know, they could only meet their classmates. It was all that kind of, you know, it's very limited, not like they're cold approaching strangers. Right. And so, um, so I did have like some girlfriends or some lays just for meeting girls at bus stops or you know even out at bars and clubs and everything like that or parties but uh i really didn't really really have any idea it was sort of aimless right like i had no idea it was very random like uh yeah it's very very random very random anyways um i get to korea and uh the the area that i live in california just does not have that many attractive girls right Mm -hmm. it's even known like a lot of pickup guys go there a lot of guys rate it like the worst city in America and like one of the worst cities <laughs> in the world to do pickup, actually. Like a lot of guys actually rate it that bad. And huh. it is pretty bad. And anyway, so uh, uh, I get to Korea and I'm like, holy fuck. So I go from one of the worst cities where everyone's out of shape. They don't take care of themselves. You know, it's very, um, it's very, I would say like hippie or bohemian kind of, right? And then I get to Korea and like all the girls are like in shape, you know, you barely see fat people. They have this really clean porcelain skin and uh, a lot of skincare, makeup. Um, and I just felt like at the time I remember arriving here and some some people feel that way. It's like, wow, everyone everyone's attractive, you know, mm. <laughs> like the first time you get here. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you, you kind of have those kind of lens. Right. And uh, anyway, so that I mean, the fact that I found so many of the girls around me attractive, that made me want to even get deeper into this whole mission of talking to random people that I was already kind of, you know, I was already doing in America anyways. And so, um, so yeah, it was very, I noticed, you know, a lot of differences initially, like, uh, for example, one difference I noticed, like people almost seem standoffish, I guess. A lot of people describe Korean girls as like, oh, they're prude and they're, um, what do they say? Like they're stuck up, they're prude, they're bitchy. I kind of had that kind of vibe initially too. Right. So it wasn't like, it's not like in America, like I would approach girls in a bookstore, right. And, uh, whatever, make some sort of comment or question and oftentimes they would at least respond politely you know <laughs> they'd say even if they weren't interested they're like okay yeah blah 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 whatever okay cool it was nice talking you know right, right. or uh or maybe you know if they're interested ask questions or even if it was just a social hook or socially friendly right whereas in korea like i would ask somebody a question or I would say something and they would either look at me blankly sometimes or they'd just walk away, you know? <laughs> and I don't, I don't even think I had experienced that. I mean, I'd done this like hundreds of times in America, randomly, right? But I don't think that even happened once in America. Whereas that would happen like, it was happening all the time, every day that I tried it in Korea. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so that was a big thing for sure, you know? Big difference. Yeah, those um, cold initial, initial reactions. Um, I actually kind of mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, one of the things, like, um, I, or at least I've grown to like it. I know, you know, I didn't at first, but one of the, one of the kind kind of difference between Osaka and Tokyo as well is something like that, right? You know, so Osaka, you get kind of warmer um, mm-hmm. initial kind of social responses, but I actually kind of mm-hmm. like the cold initial response or walk away because it does save you some time. You're like, okay, well, they really, mm-hmm. they really just weren't into it, right? Whereas you can spend right. you can spend hours talking to someone who's trying to be social and friendly, and then in the end you're like, so mm-hmm. how about that penis that I have and the vagina that you have? <laughs> and they're like, nah, you know. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of more efficient, I would say. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I agree. I agree. I kind of um, yeah, I kind of prefer it nowadays too. I agree. I totally agree with you. Mm. Yeah. So what? So and where so, where were you mm-hmm. learning the? Um, 
like where were you learning from? Were you just learning from doing, or did you have some some guys over there that were you kind of learning from? Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. So um, when I really started getting serious, it was like the first, you know, after being in Korea like six months, I would say. You know, I was still I was like fumbling around, and it was kind of awkward, and I had very limited success like the first six months. I mean, I think it was. Uh, Oh man, I can't even really remember, but I think I had like one, maybe I hooked up with one girl or something like that, or maybe two. It was very limited and random, right? And then uh, I just decided like, you know what, I got to get this area of my life handled. I really got to figure this out. And this place is a lot different. And that's when I found, um, it was actually through YouTube. I was YouTubing some stuff with a friend um, who was also, we were kind of, you know, starting out together. It was me and this other guy, right? Who I call Mr. A. And, uh, uh, we were YouTubing around and we found this video on uh, Dr. Phil of all places, right? <laughs> and uh, it was this guy, his name is Paul Janka, and he was like the New York's first well-known day game guy out there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was this whole thing was like, yeah, you just walk up on the street, you chat up girls, you have a conversation, and uh, you know, you get a bunch of phone numbers. And uh, his big thing was, yeah, you get numbers, you follow them up, and then you set the date he said this all in Dr. Phil too. You set the date in your area, like right around where your house is. You know, you go to one venue, one or two venues, um, have a drink, and then you bring them all home, you know? And I remember listening to that and I was like, whoa, that's possible. Like, like that one little thing literally changed my, shattered my reality. Like I didn't even really think to do that. Like it wasn't even, uh, you know, I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, that's possible. So we, we, yeah, so actually that one thing. And then I researched like, and then he had an ebook, right? So I ended up uh, buying that ebook. And it wasn't, I wasn't really that, I mean, literally, it was only the really, it wasn't that useful, I'd say, but it was just basically talk to girls, get their number, build a little rapport or whatever, and, uh, you know, meet them in your area, bring them home. And that's kind of all I got out of the ebook was pretty much the same thing as Dr. Phil, too. And uh, so then I found out there was like that book, The Game, kind of there was some talk about that. So I did read that. I thought that was pretty corny, but I did think it was kind of interesting that there was a group of guys kind of like me and my friend, that there are other people out there who were like, you know, running these social experiments or dating sort of experiments, I guess you would call it, right? And trying to figure out like what works, what doesn't, um, and sort of like running date off each other and stuff like that, right? Right. And so that's kind of how I found out about what pickup was, was through, yeah, Dr. Phil and then that book by Janka and then the game. Um, that's how I found out about it. Yeah. All right. There, so, there's mm-hmm. other weird humans out there who are also trying to <laughs> propagate the human race. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically how I really, you know, through all that stuff, then it was basically, it was me and my friend and, um, this guy, he's a, he's a, uh, I don't really know how to describe him. He's very like a one of a kind kind of guy. Right. And he's, uh, he's the kind of person that once he gets into something, he like he gets into it like uh, almost like an extremist and he's very relentless until he really like masters that one thing right mm-hmm. like i'm sure you met people like that like oh they get into jujitsu and they just go every day until they become a black belt or something like that right sure and it's like uh he's one of those type of guys and i think i was really lucky in that regard to because we came up together right and so um what we would do is we would kind of set these little missions for each other right so we we read a couple it's a little bit of material it seemed cheesy it wasn't that practical and um, uh, there were a couple like videos we would watch here and there and get good ideas from on YouTube and stuff like that. But the main thing we realized is we have to uh, figure this out on our own, really, right? And uh, and especially because it's a to- totally different culture out here, right? Mm. As you know, kind of kind of like in Japan too. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So we would run these little like missions off of each other every week. Like, all right, so for a whole week, um, like we did some ridiculous shit because we didn't have any reference experience or any sort of like, there wasn't like a manual for this or anything, right? right. So we would do like stupid shit like, okay, you got to go super direct every girl or you know, if a girl, like, if she hooks and she's, like, you're vibing with a girl, you just have to make out with her in the middle of the street every set. You know, like, mm-hmm. just random bullshit just to see, you know, what the limits are or what, what works, what doesn't, and things like this, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we did this for, you know, quite a while. For at least a couple years, we would um, we'd have a little, like, weekly call where it's like, oh, what did you learn this week? What, how'd your mission turn out? You know, and then we would... Um, you know, you have those like realizations. You can't sleep at night almost because like your mind gets shattered to a new version of seeing reality, seeing yourself, seeing women, how you see women, how you see, you know, other people, and things like this, right? And so it's very, it's a very organic way of learning it, right? So yeah, that's pretty much how I learned. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, um, sort of almost yeah. like a wild west kind of era of game. Hey. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's really interesting, I was actually so this other guy, he was in Seoul and I was in um, the uh, southern area. That's kind of like the Osaka of Korea, I guess you would say. It's uh, like Pusan and Daegu area. And um, what was cool is we kind of learned it in different areas. But then we would meet like, you know, a couple times a month, like I would go up to Seoul. He'd come down to my area. And so we'd hit like streets, we'd hit uh, clubs and everything like that. And um uh, and then finally, this is two years later. So I told you this is for about two years. We we're doing this. And, uh, I found that there were actually like these other groups in Korea that were doing this too. Right. And so I ended up finding out like, okay, who, what are, you know, there's like boot camps available, I guess. And there was these groups like, uh, that were like Asia basic boot camps, and, you know, another, a whole nother forum of guys that were actually going out there. I didn't know any, I didn't have any idea about this. Right. And neither did he. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up, he didn't join it, but I ended up joining this thing, this uh, Korea Lair, it was called at the time. And uh, I meet some of these guys and it was like, wow, these guys are horrible. <laughs> like, you know, and they, they, you know, they were like, wow, how did you learn this? Like, they always said I was like so advanced and so great, right? Yeah. Which I just felt I was like normal at the time, intermediate maybe or something, right? Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just listening, like what these guys had to say who took this boot camp. None of them seemed to be getting any kind of results. Or if any, it was very... Uh, it was kind of like, you know, they're just getting not, not really that attractive girls. And it seemed like very sporadic type results. Mm-hmm. Right. And just kind of some of the stuff they were talking about, it just seemed like it was kind of like the cringy stuff you'd read in that book, the game, mm-hmm. like saying these weird routines and like running up to g- girls and saying the same thing every time. Like, are you from Africa? And all this like weird, creepy stuff, you know, right. like I might do some of that stuff as like a challenge for a week, like to see what I learned from it, but it wouldn't be like the staple of what I'd be doing, you know, every day for years, right? Yeah, it's so. it's tricky, man, with routines because there's a seductiveness to them, right? There's this, there's this, there's this, like, it takes away some of the nervousness to, to know, okay, this is what I'm always going to say. So it is kind of, mm-hmm. it is alluring and seductive to kind of have that and be like, okay, this is going to be my routine. But at the same time, you have to mm-hmm. like constantly get rid of those routines. Like you have to just take out the trash basically because otherwise mm-hmm. you start not believing your own bullshit and you like they can see it on your face if you say the same thing too many times they're like oh he's said this before and on top of that he doesn't even think it's funny anymore right like right right it's sort of like uh stand-up comedy you hear comics talk about this all the time like mm-hmm. once they 
you know, they hit their, uh, they do their bits or they release their special and it's like, they're not even engaged with it anymore. You know what I mean? Like they, like the audience knows they're not engaged with it. It becomes, you become very robotic. It becomes creepy, you know? And so, yeah, totally, totally. So you have to, um, like there were certain things too. It's like, I never did any kind of routines or anything like that, but there were, there were certain like missions I would do that. Oh yeah, this works really well doing it this way. And then I realized like, once you realize that or once it works really it's almost like you have to throw it away yeah kind of start from scratch again so um yeah it's it's, it's like it's like uh it's like in a video game or something where you get an item with like a certain amount of durability and you can use it for a while and it's (laughs) awesome but then it breaks and you you know you're done with it right yeah yeah exactly exactly and uh yeah sometimes you're, you're doing the same things over and over again and you're getting the same kind of results, right? Like it can, you can kind of like plateau out too, right? Like uh, you do certain behaviors and you get better results than you were getting, right? Mm. Or uh, maybe even like the similar type of girls. That's another thing. Like you're doing certain things, you're getting the same type of girls, but then you just realize like, man, I almost have to throw it all the way and start from scratch to get to the next, you know, to overcome the next hurdle, so to speak, right? Right, so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, it is like a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's the, there's that one. There's one Zen Zen koan which I really love, which is just if you see the Buddha, kill him, right? And oh yeah, and yeah, I just think yeah. that applies perfectly to this exact topic. It's like if you see game somewhere, you know, within mm-hmm. yourself, you have to basically kill it, right? Or else it's gonna, you know, it's gonna ruin everything, right? So it's like you develop these weird habits and formations, and if you if you notice yourself doing that you do have to really kind of try and destroy it. Right, right. So I I have a funny thing about that. So I coined this term. So back when uh, me and Mr. A were doing all these missions and these calls and everything, right? I coined this term and I called it uh, one night we're having this call. And I go, you know what, man? Like, like once we got to this, uh, you know, have these different realizations. And man, we've been fucking up all this shit all along, right? And, uh, you know, you start changing your mindsets and your behaviors. And you realize, like, you look back in retrospect, like, man, that was really... You know, it was working sometimes, but just the way we were doing things were so fucked, right? Like, it was fucking up the frame. It was mm-hmm. fucking up the relationship later on with certain girls, right? And so uh, I coined this term at the time. It was called uh, refreshing the roster, right? So what I told him one night, it's like, you know what, man? You know what we, all, we both have to do? You have to go on your phone, delete all of your, you know, your recent contacts, which are the main ones you're going to be contacting anyways, right? delete all the contacts and then i i even took it to a new level i was like you know what man we got to delete all the regs out of your phone too all the girls <laughs> that you're like regularly no you just got to delete them no i don't want to nope because we're starting from scratch again you know what I mean? it's like the video game refreshes right? yeah, yeah, and so yeah. i called it like it's like a basketball team you have your roster right like nah it's fucking you got to get rid of all of them we're getting uh we're getting new picks right <laughs> new picks of the season <laughs> yeah that's good so, that's yeah. good yeah yeah, no, what's funny is uh, I even, because um, I've been coaching now for a while, right? Mm. And uh, I even tell students, because I'll see patterns that they're doing that's like, man, that's just fucking it up later on. Like, it's going to it's gonna blow up in your face later on, right? Mm. And finally, once you start, like, I basically say, like, yeah, you should just delete your contact. Start fresh again. And now that you know what to do, it's like, now you're going to be starting from a whole new place, right? And uh, it's like getting a fresh start, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah, and that 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 applies a lot to 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 contacts that are, you know that that guys have. They sort of think of them as like this, almost like this asset or something that they're building. And you know, like <laughs> right. after after a couple of weeks, like that content 
contact is like it's lost like a lot of its worth right it's not like you still mm-hmm. have it right like people it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of people sort of cling on to this idea like i got all these chicks in my phone it's like a resource that they're hoarding like a dragon like sitting on a pile of gold or something right like but it's not really yeah. like that it's all about like kind of the recency and what you've done recently really yeah exactly exactly and what's funny is um it's uh, it's almost a test in your mentality like have you really shifted to an abundance mentality right like say for example you came to me you grabbed my phone you deleted all the contacts oh, i might miss a couple regs or oh that girl i just met earlier on the way to the gym right but it's like it's not the end of the world okay cool whatever it's n- it's not a big deal really at the end of the day right and uh, it's kind of like this right and then if you do that to a student right or anybody you know a friend of yours right like guys would say no I, uh, let me just hold on to these ones like it's it's really is a test of your you know how much abundance do you really have and abundance is of course through action but it's also in my opinion it's a mindset right because even if you don't have like say me or you we don't have any contacts in our phone it's all deleted but we still have the mindset there right. we still have the abundance mindset right we'll go out and make it happen tomorrow but with guys who are think they have abundance mindset or think they're kind of getting good results and then you're like oh here give me your phone i'm just going to delete it no no please it's like you know that's that desperation mm. it's still there yeah but yeah. they think it's not they think it's gone right so um yeah it's a big thing for sure getting that shift in your mind you know yeah absolutely and there's there's levels to abundance too right like i used to i used to have there was a there was a time when i just had a stupid amount of regulars and i was like yeah i'm super abundant right but it's not quite the same as as what you're what you're describing right so i feel like it's almost Mm. like you know you could have like let's say 10 girls in your phone who will come around on any given day and you know spend the night or do whatever you want to do and that's like yeah that feels like abundance you feel like a boss having these chicks who are all Mm -hmm. begging you for your time and like trying to you know schedule you in or whatever but like Mm -hmm. real abundance is exactly just just that like you mentioned is is being able to show up like in a new country or in a new city and being able to to recreate it all from scratch or if you lose your phone and you can't log into your your line or whatever right being able to you know what is the time until you have a rotation built up again or you have you know a, a, a few girls that you really like right because if it mm-hmm. if it takes a long time then what did you really have abundance or did you have a bunch of girls who you know act, who liked you right it's kind of a different level of abundance basically right yeah yeah exactly exactly and a lot of people say like you know they say for example um a good analogy is like okay so for example like say somebody has a rich father or something like that a rich family and then they were just like, what do they call it? Trust fundy kids or something like that, right? Mm. Like if you just give them money, oh yeah, I have abundance, I have a lot of money. But what happens when they spend it all? They don't know how to recreate the wealth, right? right. Whereas if you have some sort of skill, if you have entrepreneurial skills or you build businesses before or you know you know how to invest or something like that, then even if you, you, know, you hit rock bottom, you hit scratch, you know how to build your way back up, right? It's mm. not that big of a deal. Like you already have the mindset, you already have the skill set, right? And so I kind of think about it like that. Like once you have these mindsets internalized, you know, it's, you're fine. You're, it's not a big deal. You don't really worry about that. It's, it becomes less of a worry or concern really at all. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that, that also explains kind of the reason why guys end up like turning into bitches after they're, you know, <laughs> if they get married or if they have some long-term girlfriend and they just, you know, girls 
kind of they're like a gas right they'll take as much space mm -hmm. as you give them right <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know through yeah. over time in relationships you know guys can get worn down especially if they're only with that one chick if they've decided look i'm going to do the monogamy thing or i'm going to get married you know i'm going to tie mm -hmm. my assets and my life to this girl over time that that power balance changes and pretty soon she sort of hates right. you right and and that's kind right. of the, that's kind of the same thing. It's like the, you lost the mindset, right? She she wanted the Mustang that couldn't be tamed, and well, once it's tamed, it's <laughs> it's no longer the, the Mustang, right? It's just a fucking pony. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can have the mindset, you know, you can have that abundance mindset, but yeah, I can, you know, I wouldn't say it's even permanent, right? Like you said, because f things can change, right? Like you said, you get into a monogamous monogamous relationship or um, like neediness kind of can creep its way back in all of a sudden, right? It's almost like you got to keep it at bay sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, at a certain level, once you reach a certain stage, you can at least see it. You know how to uh, mitigate it, so to speak, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about guys just first coming to Korea. So we sort of talked about you coming to Korea, but you've been, you know, you've been coaching for a while and you've seen, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of guys come you know, to Korea for the first time. What are some of the biggest common mistakes they make uh, coming from the West? And, I'm, and I mean either guys with just, you know, basic knowledge, like basic dudes who, who aren't super gamers, or guys mm -hmm. who have maybe studied in the West, studied pickup formally in the West, and then come over Korea and be like, it's Asia, it's going to be easy, right? Right, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of different, you know, I've seen a lot of pickup guys come here, you know, I've seen, um, you know, whatever just a variety of different people come to korea and uh one thing i notice is a lot of them think like like you said oh it's asia it's gonna be easy i'm gonna clean house right and literally the majority of these guys even guys like rsd guys and um even coaches from rsd or even like whatever right all these like big name coaches or assistants of the coaches or whatnot right they'll come over here and get literally nothing like zero right and so, um, like, there, there's common themes I see. So some common themes I see are they are very, like, they call it, like, kino, right? Like, that's the Western term, right? Like, very physical and, like, they'll grab, like, even in the street, even in a day game scenario, they'll try to run their little physical thing that they do, right? Yep. And, uh, and it's like, oh, God, like, every time I see this, it just makes me cringe, you know? And, uh, um in korea there's a word there's a, i don't know if you guys have you must have a similar japanese word but in korea it's called nukihei which means like nukihei means like oily or something like that it translates to like greasy or oily i don't know if kimuchi warui i don't think that's exactly right but mm -hmm. it's like uh yeah say like i approach a girl and it's like i wink at her and then i put my arm around her and it's like it's almost like this like cheesy like grimy that's yeah that's how like korean girls like i've even talked to korean girls they're like oh yeah i was talking to a foreign guy you know out of the blue and a starbucks or wherever some random location but yeah he seemed cool at first but then he got really oily like that's how they would say it in english right and i was like oh i see like what did he do like i don't know he's really ha hands all over the me and just the way his like he was looking at me, <laughs> and uh, it's funny. Like if he played his cards right, like obviously the girl, the way she describes it, she was interested at first. Right, right, right. But it's like th these guys, they just shoot themselves over in the foot, you know, in the foot over and over again with this kind of stuff. So, um, right. yeah, I would say the biggest mistake probably would be like being overly physical mm. or even overly intentful. And so what I mean by overly intentful 
is like overly verbally intentful like uh like uh okay for example uh in the past year i've seen a lot of guys come out here from like europe and london and stuff like that right and uh they'll be they'll say stuff like i don't know overly wordy intentful stuff like oh would you like to hang out with a charming boy today and you're the most beautiful princess i've seen here and stuff like that like yeah. i don't know it's just corny and cheesy and it's uh i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't uh what would you say it doesn't really go over well here you know <laughs> right 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 so yeah yeah so it was definitely the physicality and the overly intentful verbal stuff i would say um and even overly wordy verbal stuff too right i would say um are like the biggest mistakes probably the two biggest mistakes i see yeah 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 guys guys try to be really witty as well or like like over text or in person you know like trying to like be mm -hmm. too almost like kind of too clever or something right like they're like making right. making these weird jokes that <laughs> these kind of sort of complex jokes trying to be all stumped because like, wit is wit and banter is kind of big in the west i guess right with you know exactly when you're trying to mm -hmm. when you're trying to talk to a chick you know girls like to have this sort of battle of wits kind of thing like you know like the right. like the princess bride or something right you know, joking with each other and seeing who can kind of out maneuver each other like some weird fencing <laughs> match or something right but but yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't seem like you know in 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 japan at least and you can tell me about korea as well is it seems mm -hmm. like a lot of it is mostly about relatability and then also like seeing mm -hmm. what the environment is like like seeing what you know being aware that hey there's people here who could look over so don't you know touch her because she's gonna feel awkward about that if somebody turns around and says you know mm -hmm. why is that girl touching this random foreigner or something like that so being able to read the atmosphere as well as you know not trying to not trying to be overly witty complex mm -hmm. just be relatable right exactly exactly that's uh super true and uh yeah there's a concept it's the same thing in korea too so i would say korea in some respects is like more extreme than japan because japan has like a lot more like japan has a lot more individualism or they value more like individual expression and stuff like that right whereas like in korea but but a similar group culture in that regards it's like one race one asian race and a group mentality and group dynamics right but uh in korea it's even more than Japan in that respect because like Korean people, they're very judgmental of each other and very like everybody wants to fit in into the one Korean thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas like in Japan, at least you have kind of like subcultures and subgroups and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Korea, it's even like, yeah, it's like they really don't want to have anyone see them like some foreigner groping all over them in a Starbucks or something like that. Right. Right. Like, right. They get, they get really, um, it's definitely a big thing here. Like slut shaming is definitely real, you know, Sure. out here a lot and uh yeah 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 that's a big thing um another big thing i was gonna say i just remembered as you're saying that is uh the third mistake i see so much out here um i see people come here and they'll have a good interaction and uh, this is a mistake i did for about two years as well so i can relate with it is they will they'll talk to a girl they have a good interaction they'll bounce her for a coffee or something like that or whatever it is and uh, they'll take her on an instant date, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I really solidified it for next time, right? Or they'll, yep. or they'll like, yeah, yeah, which is uh, a logical mindset, actually, right? right. Like, it makes sense. And uh, or even this, um, even they'll take a girl on a first date. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do a warmer date, right? Like, they'll call it a warmer. Like, I'm going to bring out for coffee, get to know her a little bit. And then the second date, yeah, that's when I'm going <laughs> right. to really get, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm like gonna go cobra. to town then. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when I really show her. I mean, yeah. business, right? And so, uh, what's really funny is uh, I had this guy, and uh, these are like really experienced guys. I'm not talking about like beginner pickup guys, right? Right. Um, I'm talking about like this one, like several guys, like uh, assistants to RSD Tyler and these other instructors, right? And they've done game in all these other countries, and then they go to come to Korea. And uh, I go, dude, that's not going to work here. I'm like, no, you don't get it. I've done this everywhere, right? And then and then they do these, like, little coffee warmer dates and these little Insta dates. And then what do you think happens, right? Like, they, uh, they text the girl later and the, uh, she just ends up ghosting them or, like, yeah, that sounds good. And then, you know, they invite her for the date and just disappears, right? Like, 90% of the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Korea kind of forces you to play to win, you know? Yeah, I came to that exact same realization. I mean, definitely the hard way because this was this was still basically like codified in, you know, in, in the Japanese sort of forums and everything. People were doing the same kind of thing and they were like, I got the Instadate, you know. And I think a lot of this mm -hmm. goes back to like mysteries, whatever, like however many hours. He had some like number of, I think it was like seven hours or something that you're supposed to spend with the girl before she will sleep with you or something, which is really ridiculous looking mm -hmm. back on it. But, um, right, but, right. but that was a thing, right? That was a thing that people believed. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe some still do. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. you know, you have this as well. You have people who are trying to, trying to do, go on dates or, you know, I was doing this as well. I'd be like, okay, if I can take her to coffee, that's better than if I just mm -hmm. say goodbye to her. Right. It's like no, right? right? No, no, it's not, right? Now, now I refer, right. I refer to this as like premature date ejaculation, right? Like blowing your date load, <laughs> right, on the first on the first encounter without pulling, right? Um, exactly, exactly. It's such a common problem, and it's uh, here's one thing I can say about it though is that because I've gamed in places like uh, Eastern Europe and even Western Europe and stuff like that, and what tripped me out is I would do like I would have an insta date with a girl. And just, you know, for whatever reason, logistics didn't match up, right? And uh, what always tripped me out is a lot of them actually do follow up with you. And a lot of them do want to meet you for a, for a, a date later, right? Yep, yep. Whereas I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, this is the completely the opposite of Korea. So it's not like that doesn't work in other places because it can work in other places, right? Like outside of Korea or Japan. Right. Like it can actually, you know, you know, because sometimes logistics just don't match up, whatever. It was good. And uh, it does work sometimes outside of Korea, but within, you know, Korea, um, like game or whatever, it just doesn't work that much. Right. It's not worth ever well, doing really. Outside, why do you so. think that is? I mean, like just kind of digging into the psychology a bit, because it is kind of weird if you think about it. like theoretically <laughs> more time with another person should, you know, solidify uh -huh. it a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I think about it, how the way I think about it is that. For a Korean person to, okay, so basically if you're doing an insta-date, it's kind of like a date in itself, right? Mm. Like, uh, it's kind of like she gets to know you a little bit, you get to know her a little bit. It was this random thing that just happened in the middle of nowhere while she was walking on the street or shopping or, you know, at the bus stop or what have you. And uh, it's kind of like she got to know, it's random event that happened, she got to know you. It's almost like she saw the full movie, Right. And so my opinion, it's almost like curiosity is dead. Like, right. oh, I already know his story. Yeah, that, that already happened. It's sort of like, like you already saw that movie. Or are you going to go see that movie again? It's not necessarily compelling enough. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of that. Co combined with um, just uh, combined with the fact that, yeah, I mean, they just have busy schedules already, right? Like right. If, you, if you just talk to a girl for five or ten minutes there's a lot of curiosity left yep, yep, yep. you know and and if and if she chooses to meet you on a date that means you know it was compelling enough or she was attracted enough or 
at least you were not <laughs> you didn't do the wrong shit which would make her feel you know uncomfortable right right and so whereas on the insta date it's almost like yeah it's just like i gave it a shot whatever that's that's my opinion about it oh that's absolutely, I, yeah I, absolutely I, yeah. I i basically you know i, I feel the same way about it um, mm-hmm. I also think that like, you know, there is this kind of weird, like this after effect where if you do hook up with them, right, they do have to mm-hmm. sort of backwards justify like that they did like you right in their own mind, right? They have to be mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, why did I do that? And then be like, oh, it's cause I like that guy, right? Like if they do, you know, if you do go all the way and you do hook up with them, right? Afterwards, it, it changes the significance of like the entire encounter. So they have to sort of sure. rationalize mm-hmm. it to be like, wait, why did I do that thing that was very unlike myself? Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Actually, he was really cool. So I want to meet him again, right? So it has more of a kind of a makes a strong impression, right? And they have to justify the, their own behavior, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's well, like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like they're invested in this sort of bubble between you and her that you guys built right Mm -hmm. um and if there's no investment or nothing really happened then eh, there's no real reason right to make it happen again yeah i think uh i think a long time ago after i kind of figured this out i remember i like tried to run the numbers like on these insta dates that i was having it was really low it'd be like maybe i had 15 insta dates where you know nothing happened at the end just a coffee and goodbye or whatever Mm -hmm. And maybe one out of those 15 would actually meet up later. It was, you know, a 5% or something like that would meet up later. And then, which is a lot lower than just a normal 5 or 10 minute interaction. Like, way lower than a 5 or 10 minute interaction. So, I just, you know, at that point, just stopped doing them all together, really. Yep. And advise, really, not to do them unless, you know, you're going to take it all the way yeah so. yeah yeah and that's that's yeah. that's exactly yeah no that's the same thing i advise as well and and it also goes for you know if they're asking too many questions over over text or something like if they're trying to do a full interview over text or like you know where are you <laughs> from what's this what's happening who are you you know all the, if they're asking too many questions that's kind of almost as the same thing so i usually yeah i usually mm-hmm. tell guys like look if they're asking a million questions over text like just be like look calm down right <laughs> we will meet and we will <laughs> talk in person and it's going to be great right because if you answer if you fulfill all that curiosity you do kind of lose a bit of your power right yeah 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 exactly it's like the uh yeah the curiosity dissipates right yeah so yeah it's the same thing i usually say something like uh yeah these kind of questions i like them they're good questions that would be good over a drink tomorrow or something like that you know Mm, where it's like yeah we can actually really get into depth tomorrow about these questions you have right and so it's like you move them through the funnel, right? Yeah. And uh, if you if you don't move them through the funnel, it becomes, you know, you either, sometimes you get these girls, I don't know about in Japan, but here they'll be like, like you said, there's just no more curiosity. They won't ever meet you. Or there's these other ones that are like these pen pal type girls that guys keep, like you said, they hold on to them. Like there's some investment. <laughs> they just keep them, like they text them every day. And it's this whole thing. Oh, maybe, you know, 24 months later, it'll work out that we meet. You know? right. <laughs> it's like, it's just wasted, allocated time that you can be on the street or, you know, meeting someone new that's actually going to meet you up or that you can go on a date with right now. Right. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. Sure thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so we sort of talked a little bit about the differences between, um, between Korea and the West, but what do you think are some of the differences between Korea and other Asian countries? And, and by this, I guess, I mean, mm-hmm. both, you know, Southeast Asia, as well as, you know, East Asia, like China and Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So with Southeast Asia, it's very <laughs> like the polar opposite in many ways, right? So in Southeast Asia, like if you're an average looking white guy, 
or something like that, right? Average looking Westerner, you have a lot of value already, right? You're already from a richer country. They already view you in a certain way. You're already viewed as sort of like high status or rich or attractive even compared to some of the local, um, in the local dating market, I guess you would say, right? And so it's almost like, like when I, whenever I go to Southeast Asia, I feel like I'm entering, like we talked about this video game analogy, right? It's almost like I feel like I'm entering the video game on like I have the star on Mario and you just run through it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like you have these like superpowers that you don't have in Korea. Like you know? a speed run it's or like, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You get this boost, you have a machine gun or something. It's uh it's a lot different, right? Whereas like in Korea you just enter like you don't have the star, you don't have any weapons, you know, you're you're, you're stripped naked. You're right? <laughs> naked cold and alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not only that, you have like a weighted vest on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so that's how it feels i mean literally that's how it feels right, right like right. like i remember um i was in manila you know it was my first time ever in manila this is um uh maybe like four or five months ago i don't really recall but i literally the day i arrived i think it was the first no no maybe it was within the first few approaches i don't exactly remember the uh exact one but it was actually right in front of my hotel i just said hello blah 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 like, I, it was two lines, maybe, and then I walked her into my place, and we ended up having sex. This is all within five minutes, mm. you know? Yep. And so I was like, all right, well, yeah, I guess I, the star is back on, right? <laughs> I'm on star mode right now, so, yeah. Yeah. And it's not like that doesn't ever happen in Korea. Like, that can happen in Korea, too, but it's not... It, I mean, it's very unlikely, you know? Especially, like, the first five minutes you get to Korea. <laughs> right, right, right. So... Yeah, yeah. So definitely with Southeast Asia, like I said, you start kind of at a at a you know significant advantage. I would say, um, uh, in Korea, I would say that hmm, as a if you're a Western person, you start out. It really depends. If you're like extremely good looking, right, then you start out at an advantage. I would say, but you know the majority. When I say extremely good looking, I'm talking about like you know like model looks or i mean i'm not talking about just average good looks like extremely good looks right, right, right. if you have like average if you're average or slightly good looking i would say you're almost at a disadvantage slightly or maybe you're almost normal slash slight disadvantage mm. i would say compared to like local dudes who are the same you know have the same look as you i would say or equivalent look as you right mm. and um uh, except for, right, with uh, the kind of girls that almost the majority of guys here date, right? right. Um, the majority of English teachers, they end up on things like Tinder um, or these other application language exchange things like, uh, what are they called? Like there's HelloTalk, mm. there's Meef, there's a few of these other things, right? And uh, what's really funny is they find out they're all dating the same. It's almost like this, this actually happens quite a lot, like with uh, these kind of guys they're dating like the same girl or the same girls, right? Like they post a photo. Oh, I hooked up with this girl this weekend. Oh, that's my reg or my girlfriend or something. It's a, it's a very, it's like a small pool. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right. Uh, I, I, yeah, like I have these other friends, like these natural friends and they all do Tinder and stuff like that and go to the same kind of bars, right? And they'll post a girl like, oh yeah, I hooked up with this girl this weekend or I went on a date with this girl and uh, like almost everybody in the group Right, had because they're. It's like it's like you're fishing at the same pond. You're bound to get the same fish, right? right you know, right, like pull right. them up, especially if you're throwing them back into the sea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like they're not getting. It's like they're getting the low hanging fruit, I guess you would say, like what would come to them, but not the ones that they want or the ones that are like considered attractive by like Korean guys, right? 
For so. sure, yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things that I think is really, really huge um, for people to understand when they're coming to, to Asia. It's like, okay, first, no, first of all, fair enough. The most important thing is that you're happy with the girls you're sleeping with, right? If, if you're mm-hmm. happy, then mm-hmm. that's all that matters, right? But at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to understand what the cultural standard is, right? And it's not the same mm-hmm. as, you know, from the West. And I use I use this example a lot. Um, so there's a porn star, right? Asa Akira, right? A lot of people probably know okay. her, right? Um, she has what would be considered not that attractive. Like, she's, she's very, very average when it comes to, like, Japanese standards of beauty. She has, you know, mm-hmm. a, a face that is essentially... Um, Usui, which would mean like Asian, they they sort of say they call it Asian beauty, Asian beauty, which is almost like a diss um, in <laughs> in Japan. Uh-huh. It basically means you have uh-huh. like a you've got thin eyes and like a big round face or something, right? So, um, uh, okay. so I I think it's that's super interesting what you just mentioned because, like, there is a difference between what is sort of international beauty standards, and I was also watching the like Victoria's Secret. Um, sort of fashion walk thing and I was looking at the the Asian girls specifically in it and I was like these Asian models would never be famous models in Japan right or or I assume Korea as well because you know they've got these Mm -hmm. thin eyes they've got these this specific type of look that's very much um you know it's it's seen as Asian right and it's seen as like an Asian Mm -hmm. beauty but it's not at all what guys in that country would go after right and so i think that's interesting you have it's something you have to be aware of even if even if let's say you don't like the kind of you know whatever pop star or or actress sort of whatever's popular in in that country that's fine if you're if you're mm-hmm. if you're happy with the girls who who have that sort of um you know the, the usui face the sort of more asian style face then that's cool mm-hmm. but you, you still have to realize that that is going to be a different type of um you know, difficulty level and and everything compared sure. to compared to the other ones who are more in demand, right? Exactly, exactly. And um, I totally agree with what you said. Like, you know, everyone has their different style or preference, and uh, some guys. And oftentimes, that should organically shift over time, right? Like, you know, yeah. when I was uh, poor, when I was growing up poor, um, you know, I liked uh, macaroni and cheese with. Uh, you know, uh, Oscar Mayer wieners in them. That was my preference, right? Because right? right, that's right, all I right, knew, right. right? But then once I found out about filet mignon wrapped in bacon, I was like, damn, serve that shit up, you know? So so it's sort of your preferences shift with your experience, right? Yeah, the more, absolutely. Um, and, and abundance yeah. too, right? And abundance too, yeah, for sure. And uh, one thing I definitely notice is that, I mean, it seems like, I don't know if I could say a percentage. I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe 75, 80% of guys who say, she's my style and this is my style it's they haven't really tried any other styles so right it's the one thing they had success with and it becomes this sort of um it's like a uh self-fulfilling prophecy right mm. like okay this is this type i like so that's all i approach and then i have success with this type so that's what i like and it's this uh you know they're in this loop right whereas if they just went stepped outside of that and approached uh, you know more objectively hotter girls or perhaps um you know just even different i don't know it could be different races or different heights or what have you they might actually be into that if they even tried it right you know or tried to you know have an interaction or a date with these different types right yeah yeah and and i do think there is a bit of there's a bit of almost fear that guides that as well because guys are i mean people are very good at convincing themselves that they like 
people who like them already, right? Like, they're like, oh, you know, she's here and she's looking at me with these big eyes. It's like, you know, she's already into me. She's giving me attention. I think I like her, right? But Mm -hmm. I think it takes a little bit of sort of willpower, mental fortitude and everything to sort of um, decide who you like unilaterally. And what I mean by that is like, you know, Mm -hmm. just from a distance, regardless of her reaction to you, to be like, hey, you know what, I like this, this girl is cute, right? And that, that goes all the mm-hmm. way through the rejection. So one of the things I always I always watch or pay attention to with students' faces mm-hmm. after after rejection, right? Because there's there's <laughs> two reactions you can have, right? You can come back and you'd be like, nah, fuck her, she wasn't my type anyway. Or you can come back and, be, and you can like have a smile on your face and be like, you know what, she was really beautiful. She didn't want anything to do with me today, but yeah, she was hot. I'm glad I approached, right? And to me, that's like much more admirable than sort of having the sort of sour grapes reaction because you have oh, you have yeah, you have principles. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, look, I like this person. It doesn't matter what they think of me, right? Obviously, you know mm-hmm. that 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 changes what's going to happen between the two of you, but right, it doesn't mm-hmm. change the your interest in them, right? I think it's almost kind of weak to have an interest in someone that's based on their interest in you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, when I first started going out with these guys from the Korea Lair, they all did this thing, and I found it really gross and disgusting, which was uh, they would approach a girl, right? And if it didn't go well, kind of like you were saying, I was watching their reaction, right? Like, they come back, right? And uh, they'd be like, oh, no, she wasn't even that good anyways, or uh she wasn't even really my type right? right 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 and then the ones where they go well like oh no i'm oh she was my type oh i'm so excited about this right mm. and and it's like the same type of girl man it's, right, you know, right, right, right really and so it's like i mean it's just this sort of uh yeah it's this sort of excuse of like oh they didn't like me so i don't like them right. it's this very like childish reaction or yeah. even upset butthurt yeah, yeah, yeah. um she's a bitch or whatever you know right, right. it's this very uh, lack of responsibility and lack of seeing that it's not even a big deal at the end of the day it's her you know she's a woman of her own free will you're going over there you're just exploring an opportunity and it can manifest or not right, right. and um and just see, you know and seeing that having that view of the world rather than like they have to be the enemy or something like that because they right. didn't like you. I mean, like they owe, like the girl owed them a good reaction or something. For sure, like. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically just a lack of integrity, right? In your own standards and your own decisions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. It's it's tricky, right? I, I get it. I get it. I get that whole like wanting girls to be like, why wasn't she at least polite, right? Like, someone talks <laughs> to you in the street, you should at least like acknowledge them and say, you know, I'm not interested or something. It's like, well, it's not like that for women, right? Especially attractive women. If they do that to everybody who talks mm-hmm. to them, they're not getting anywhere in their day, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, we we're talking about like you know, the differences in Korea and everything. And for me, the big thing was when I first started out, I just wanted, it was the freedom. Like, I just want to be able to meet anybody, anywhere, go on a date when I, you know, when I have the time and everything. I didn't want to be limited because I saw these guys that would be only do night stuff. They'd only go to these same bars or same clubs. And I would go there too. But what if I see, you know, like you said, like the girl that you're extremely attracted to in the street or Starbucks or these other places, right? Mm. I wanted to be able to do it everywhere. Whereas like most of the people that you meet, um, either who learn game or most of them who are not learning game, they're just whatever, you know, do business here or teachers or naturals or what have you. They, uh, they, they're limited to like Friday, Saturday night, the same venues, right? Or like tender, whoever's online who chooses them, right? Right. And so it's a very... 
I didn't ever want to be limited by an application or this one bar that's easy to pick up at or something like that, right? Like I wanted the freedom to just see the whole world is everything's, there's opportunities everywhere, not just Friday night in a basement or uh, Tuesday night on my smartphone or something, right? Mm. Application, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was definitely a big thing. So, um, yeah, so Korea, like I said, you'll have an advantage um, with those type of girls, like the foreign hunter types and what, what have you, right? Um, who speak very good English and date foreigners and go to the same venues and are on the same applications. But generally with girls who are either they don't speak English well and they're a little more attractive by Korean standards. And what I mean by that, if you ask Korean guys, like, what is attractive by Korean standards? And you kind of got into it, too. Like, you were watching Victoria's Secret. You call it an Asian beauty, I guess they call it in Japan, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, most Korean guys, they want sang uh, couple, which means... I don't know how to translate this into English, but they call it double eyelids, where they actually, like, more right. of a Western eyelid, I guess you'd call it, right? Yep. Um, bigger eyes, right? The eyelid. Um, higher nose, right? Not the flat nose or whatever. And uh, smaller face, uh, white skin, like bright white skin. They like that here. Um, almost like a porcelain-looking skin, right? And then uh, a lot of guys... Yeah, I guess it's changing a little bit, but still, I would say most Korean guys prefer actually black hair, which is definitely different than Japan. Like they like uh, like longer black hair, mm-hmm. or like at least made up in a certain way, like a certain perm or a certain style to it, right? And uh, they like girls with like that are like tall with long legs and stuff like that, right? And uh, kind of a, a nice look. Um, whereas like you, the, like what I just described, or almost you, you don't see like you go to certain venues. It's just like the girls have very slanted eyes with flat faces, and they're not in shape, you know. Right. And it's not. It's, yep. not, it's not. It's not. To, it's not cream of the crop, you know. Not to not to shit on those girls, but it's just not, you know, by local standards, not what most guys are going for here. You know, it's not their ideal type, so to speak. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to, so basically, I mean, I really recommend if you're going to try to meet attractive Korean women, at least it's not nece- it's not totally necessary because I do know guys that speak zero Korean and they do meet really, really, really attractive girls too, right? But I mean, at least if you understand basic Korean, like you take a little bit of time to study the language and uh, a little bit of time to, you know, understand the culture and relate with the mindsets of the people, mm. which actually learning a language can really help you because... Like the Korean language and the culture, just like any language, it's so embedded, right? And it's so much different than English and the English worldview. Um, kind of like in Japanese, I believe you guys have like uh, keigo or something, right? Like honorifics and mm-hmm, stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so the same thing in Korean. There's these different levels of speaking and different, uh, just different way of interacting, really. So I think that, I mean, learning the language alone is not going to help you meet these girls, but it's like, it's a huge bonus because you can relate with them, right? Um and so, yeah, definitely the language helps. And then obviously making adjustments, like not doing the same like London style approach or like aggressive Western game that you learned on YouTube or, you know, routine, sick routines from mystery or whatever. Like that just doesn't pan out here. Like right. it just doesn't. Right, you know? right. So you're going to have to not only learn the language, but you're going to have to adjust the way you present yourself and the way that you um, interact with these girls too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so, yeah, yeah. Also, you mentioned differences with e- uh, other Eastern Asian countries. 
Uh, I would say China, I don't have that much experience with. I've been there just once, I think. Yeah, I went to China once. I'm gonna, I would I'm say. gonna, I'm gonna wager and uh, wager a bet and uh -huh. say you're not gonna have uh, much more experience in the next couple months either. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. With the virus, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah, everyone's freaking out about that, but um, yeah, China, not that much experience, but uh, I would say from my experience there, the girls were more like forward, I felt like, like they're mm -hmm. more, um, whereas Koreans are a little bit more reserved, like they have that kind of shell or shield around them, right? Mm -hmm. um, in Japan, you feel that as well, but in mm -hmm. China, I felt like it was less so, much, much less so than Korea and Japan. So I felt like, yeah, they, um, especially the city I was into, like in Shanghai, it seemed like almost everybody could speak English. That was a big thing. Like in Seoul, there's a pretty high English level compared to Japan. But then, so it's kind of like, okay, if you're in Tokyo, almost like nobody speaks English, right? And then you go to Korea and you're like, oh, some people actually do speak English. And then you go to Shanghai, like, oh, almost everyone does. So it's like this progressive jump up, I feel like, in the English skill or something. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a different thing. Um... I wasn't there long enough to really have much insights, but my experience with Chinese girls in Korea as well or other places is they're a lot more forward. They're a lot more direct. Yep, yep. Less so, it's less guessing games or what have you, right? Like trying to read what the situation is, right? Um, yeah. And then, and then with Japan, I would say, I've been to Japan several times in different cities. I would say with Japan, it's similar to Korea in that they have that sort of uh, the shield and they're very reserved. Big difference is like, in Korea, there are a lot more English speakers for sure. Mm, like, uh, yep. like you can approach. I mean, like I said, there's certain foreign type. You know, the ones that lived abroad or that um, are into foreign stuff. Like, there's a lot of those. But even in general, like some university students speak de decent English, or company workers. Some of them require a level of English. Right. Um, and then even you'll meet like extremely attractive girls that just whatever. You know, they like English, like traveling, so they take yep. English classes. They're, you know, affluent and they just want to travel. But yeah, in Japan, definitely English level is a lot less. Um, what else? Yeah, what, whatever. The thing I, I, I don't know why, but whoever teaches, mm -hmm. whoever teaches the Japanese how to teach English, they really <laughs> fucked up. It's just, that's, that's the main <laughs> yeah. reason. Like it just, the way they <laughs> learn the language is awful, right? They all, they all learn right. it, right? They all have to learn it. But <laughs> whoever is teaching them, right? Uh, you know, right. if you're an ALT, I'm looking at you, man. I mean, like if you're a, if you're a language <laughs> teacher out there, if you're a foreigner, you got to bring the standard up here because we got to solve this right. problem. It's a, it's a travesty. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh, it is really bad. It's almost shockingly bad because you travel the world and it's like, I can't even really think of another country that has worse English than Japan on average, you know, right. I can't. Yeah. I mean, is there one? Maybe, but I don't I can't think of one. So yeah, definitely uh, in Japan, English levels a lot worse. Um, other things, uh, I noticed that like with Japanese girls, I, this is the way I feel. But <clears throat> what I notice is like once you kind of have them in your, once you're like leading them, at any time it can fuck up or they can just change their mind or anything like that. But I feel like like once you have them compliant, it's a lot easier to just keep that upward yes compliance, right? Mm. Whereas like with Korean girls, they it's <laughs> they can be tricky because they require at certain points like. It's almost like you have to chill things out. They require a lot more investment. They're a lot more um, emotionally feisty and like if you watch a Japanese drama and you watch a Korean drama, mm -hmm. you ever you ever see anything? They're like Koreans are almost like overly dramatic in the right, sense right, that they right, have right. these emotional fluctuations. Where in Japan, you almost feel like they don't really display their emotions clearly as much as Koreans do, right? 
So with Korean girls, it's almost like you need a little bit more emotional investment on their part, right? Mm. Whereas with Japanese girls, from my experience, it's almost like you just need more strong leadership or most yeah. more of a almost like a stoic frame, yep, right? Yeah, I think you nailed yeah. it. I think you nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Korean dramas, but my my sort of mm -hmm. you know impression of them is that you know at the end the girl burns down the house or something, right? <laughs> whereas uh, whereas with 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 Japanese, it's much more like you know the the silent samurai is more devoted to his sword than his woman, right? Like you know he he's very stoic and you know just about his his path, right? Um, but mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. yeah, just like you said, it seems a lot more kind of emotional and fiery with uh, with Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of my like whenever I'm in gaming a Japanese girl or if I'm in Japan, I try to kind of make that adjustment to just be more a little bit more calm and a little bit like lead a little stronger, you know. Mm. Whereas with them, when I'm with a Korean girl, I'm more focused on her emotionally investing in this interaction, like getting her to open up, getting her to feel comfortable. And then that's when I start, you know, leading stronger later on in the interaction, right? Mm. So there's this little subtle shifts, I would say, or like what you're focusing on is slightly different sometimes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, from my experience with Japanese girls, uh, I would say the average ones are a lot easier than Korean girls, like the fives or sixes were, are like extremely easy compared to Korean girls. Mm. But then once you get up to the like really attractive ones, they're, just as hard you know if not harder than korean girls if you don't especially if you don't speak the language right mm. so right, right yeah so it's a very it's a it's the same kind of thing right it skews it um only difference being that like i just feel like the average girls there they're not you know i don't know i don't feel like they're really that much of a challenge to necessarily approach really mm. you know sure um or they can be i mean they can be no english or they can be tricky as well but like you can sometimes like when I was in Fukuoka, I remember pulling these kind of average girls relatively quickly, right? Fukuoka's, but then like Fukuoka is first of all, Fukuoka is the blessed city. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 yeah. They say it's like the, Yeah, it's one of the easier places in Japan, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, well, it's basically like sixty percent women just anyway, mm -hmm. right? Which makes no sense, but but yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's great. I love Fukuoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I did definitely. Um, if I go back to Japan soon, definitely that would be the place I really want to go back to because there's a lot of good memories there. I've had a couple trips there before, so yeah, it's it close good. too. It's really close good. To you. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot close. You can actually take a boat too, <laughs> which is kind of yeah, crazy, yeah. but yeah, it's a cool, pretty cool place. But yeah, definitely those are the differences I notice uh, with like the other. And then Taiwan, I guess that's also East Asia, and Taiwan is almost an anomaly because the girls have an Eastern Asian look, right? but almost more of a Southeast Asian behavior mentality or something like that. Like they're really friendly and warm and speak English. And yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of place. Definitely Taiwan's uh, something that's worth checking out. I would say a place worth checking out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does seem like Taiwan mm -hmm. and China both are really good for clubs. Um, that's my impression. I've never actually been to China. I've been to Taiwan, but my impression from both mm -hmm. of those is they're is that they're good for clubs, better than better than uh, you know Japan. I, I don't know a ton about Korea. And I went to whatever mm -hmm. uh, I think it's Octagon or something. Uh, the place that um, mm -hmm. our chef uh, Army Bro was working. Oh at. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Taiwan clubs. Um, uh, I've been to some clubs. There's yeah, there's a bigger. Um, there's a lot more clubs there. I felt like for sure. Like they would have. Like, one area had, like, I don't know, it seemed like it had, like, 20 or 30 clubs in this one area. So, right. 
Like in Korea, it's you definitely have clubs here and there, but it's a lot of bars and lounges and yeah. other kinds of places like that too, right? So, um, yeah, those that's a bit difference I've noticed. Definitely. I wish each it, country has a little bit different. Yeah. I wish they would make more lounges in Japan. That'd be cool. Lounges are cool. Yeah, yeah. Not that many out there, huh? Yeah. Um, all right. So LMR is apparently uh, legendary in Korea. Um, I've, I've experienced some of it myself. Um, but what, how, what are some ways that you, you deal with this? How do you brace yourself for it? How do you, uh, you know, not get pissed off and flip over your table? And... <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people come here and, um, they get really frustrated. Right. So I remember meeting all these guys and they come to Korea and, uh, yeah, I'm going to crush it. And then, some of them they're doing all right like they're meeting all these girls and getting dates and everything or you know pulling from the street or something like that and then they would pull the girl home and like the girl would either like run out or just a lot of lmr for hour two hours or whatnot right and uh they would just get really frustrated by it right and so um the first thing i say is that you know you're bound to get lmr here in korea you know sometimes you'll meet girls that you have no lmr and you know goes down right away but you know, if you're going on, say, 10 dates, you're bound to get at least half or more will probably have some degree of LMR, right? And so um, the first thing I say is usually just running a date properly, which a lot of guys have trouble with here. It's like if you run the date right, then generally you have less LMR. It's not always the case, but at least you're setting yourself up in a better position, right? So a lot of guys, they'll do like they're rushing it, right? Like, they're, they're too excited to get them back to their place or to their motel or something like that. And so it's like, no, you just want to relax into it. It's almost, um, you don't necessarily, like slowing down will speed it up, right? Yeah. Like if you slow down the interaction, that actually will speed it up later. So, um, so like, yeah, sometimes going to one venue, spending a lot more time there, or even two venues is totally fine too, right? Like meet them at one venue, bounce to the next venue, and then to your place and... Um, it's not necessarily about the venues per se, but it's more spending the time with them and then getting them, having that, you know, kind of flip in the dynamic where she's sort of like eager about what's going to happen. And she's more like, uh, she's more invested in it or at least equally invested in it. Right. Mm. So a lot of guys, they'll bring a girl on a date and it's like, they're, they're telling their six stories and you know, they're having fun and everything like that. But the girl isn't really like, She's, she isn't really participating, right? It's sort of like you're a dictator and it's a one-way show right. versus, you know, like, it's not like, it should be more like tennis where you're throwing things back and forth between each other, right? Like a ball is going back and forth. And so I noticed this is a big problem with, like, students that, I did this thing recently where I had um, a thing called uh, date shadowing, right? So what I did is I followed the student on his date so I could visibly see him and hear what he was saying. I was sitting, like, a couple tables over, right? And uh, I, it was very clear, right? And so I wrote a little note and I sent it to him, right? And I said, just don't check it. Check it later after the date. But what it was, it, it was like, yeah, this is not going to be good. Either she's going to give a lot of resistance to going to your place and might come in, or it's just going to be like a hard line of LMR because it was just him talking the whole time and like him overly invested in it, right? Mm. Almost like he needed it so much. And I was looking at the girl and she was responding here and there, but it wasn't like he wasn't giving it the interaction like a place to breathe she wasn't opening up very much she looked slightly comfortable but not that comfortable really you know just like okay this is fun and entertaining or something right like a i don't know like a sitcom or something right, right, right. but um 
but uh yeah that's a big part of it like running your dates properly and getting you know getting the girl to open up and um you know having a little bit of flirtation on the date and um you know not not making it a thing like this totally entertaining thing but where you have a little bit more flirtation you have more silences at certain times where she can talk and you know eye contact things like this right um are very very important and um uh yeah that's that's kind of like what i'm looking for when i'm on a date it's like where's the point where she seems more eager or even where it's like we're kind of flirting and i'm looking at her <laughs> and uh, my friend has a really good way of putting this this is uh it's not my words but his words is uh what he's looking for it's like okay if i look at her right now you know there's that kind of tension when you guys hold eye contact right you know when you're when you're not saying anything it's silent um maybe you just said a bunch of shit and you just keep it silent you look at her in the eyes right and uh she hold you know there's tension there <laughs> he, he would say if i just stick stuff pull my dick out right now would she suck it <laughs> that's, that's his like barometer of whether the date is like okay it's time to pull right wait, now wait, right wait. and so so it's like the, there's that um you know that tension and you just you could feel like it could happen right now right for sure and so and a lot of guys they're not one thing I notice is a lot of guys are not paying attention to the girl or that tension, that friction, the energy, right? That the girl's emitting or that's that you guys are building between each other. And so the fact that they're not paying attention to the girl, they're not, you know, building these kind of moments. They're so absorbed in what they're going to say next or, yeah, I'm going to do the next venue and I'm going to tell this story in the next venue that they're missing the important part of the date. Which, I, which is just what I explained, right? And so, yeah, having that and not being in a rush, you know, you can chill things out, you can relax. And yeah, I would say, you know, like, uh, I would say most of my dates, it's really, it ranges. Sometimes they're an hour, sometimes they're two hours, you know, but um, generally I'd say maybe on average, like two hours, maybe, hour and a half, maybe, something like that. But uh, you mean, not super uh, just fast. Just to clarify, you mean before you get to an isolation spot? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. So, like, so, leading up to yeah. your front door or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So, yeah, some guys, yeah, some guys, I mean, it's obviously more about the quality of time and, you know, things I just explained rather than... Well, right. When like, you're, exactly. When you're, when, you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're better, you can do the same thing in, in 30 minutes that it takes people three days to do, right? So... Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. But, yeah, it's like, uh, I'll say something like this and some people, you know, people interpret this literally like, oh, it's two hours now it's time to go, but like the date's just a piece of shit, and like it's just you talking the whole time, you know, sure, no sure. attention or anything like that. So well, but at that um, at that, at that yeah. rate, if the guy is is crashing and burning that hard, you should probably just try to pull anyway, just to you know, I mean, mm -hmm. just yeah, just to, yeah, why just not? To yeah. build just to build those teeth, right? Because I mean, this is another oh. thing I actually wanted to ask you about, um, and it's kind of going off script a little bit, but one of the things I found really hard about about transitioning from gaming to coaching was you know mm -hmm. when you're gaming you only have to deal with your own sort of personality quirks and your own sort of lens of viewing the world right but when you coach people not only do you have to um, understand where they're coming from and their sort of reality tunnel um, to borrow a phrase right. from Robert Anson Wilson and all that but you have to understand oh, yeah. what the way they view the world, and then you also have to understand how how that's different from the way you view the world, and then you have to be mm -hmm. able to like translate. It's almost like translating it into a different language, in a way that it's going to get through to that guy, right? Because 
where you know, mm-hmm. like you were saying just now about the dates, right? Some guys are not mm-hmm. listening to the girl, right? Where you have other mm-hmm. guys who have the exact opposite problem, where they're like imagining <laughs> things that you know they're like she moved her foot this direction, which means she's not into <laughs> me, right? And then like, right. I, I can't pull her now because she doesn't like me enough, right? And and I, and I just wanted to smack him in the face and be like, no, shut up, just pull the girl. She's it's fine, right? Like they're they're imagining mm-hmm. demons and fantasies and whatever, right? In the in the girl's behavior that don't actually exist there so you guys who are over over tuned into what she's doing right to the point Mm -hmm. where they're reading into into it things that aren't even there and then you guys have who are who are are under tuned right and they're like too focused (laughs) on themselves and so that's one of the things that for me is the hardest part about coaching is is trying to understand the the massive spectrum of guys that exists right and trying to yeah. trying to package the right information for the right guy, right? It's quite a challenge. No, I totally agree. It's um, and that's one thing is that a lot of pickup advice it's so like cookie cutter. Just do this every time, and just do this every time, right? Whereas like the same guy can be doing the same thing, but it's they they're coming from a different place, or they just have different issues that are you know different sticking points, like you said, right? And so, yeah, for sure, like for certain guys, it should just be, yeah, focus on the pull. Just do it anyways. Like focus on that. For other guys, it should be like, no, now shut the fuck up a little more. Pay attention to the girl, right? Mm-hmm. Have a little more um, empathy and, you know, put your focus on her rather than yourself. Whereas the other guys, like you said, they're so, oh, my God, am I bothering her? Oh, is it, <laughs> oh she looked the other way. So this dates, I, I'm not going to pull now because she, uh, she didn't do this or whatever. Right, you know? right. So um so for those guys obviously it's like yeah just don't care so much just relax everything's fine right like just chill out have some conversation walk towards your place you know it's it, it would be like totally opposite advice right yeah and so yeah, yeah yeah the way i think about it like as a coach versus like you're doing it like you're doing it, it's like you're in the game right you're the character but then as a coach it's almost like you're playing the avatar like you're moving the character around right like you have the controller and it's like, how can I relate, you know, how can I relay this, right? Like, what combo should I enter so the character does that, you know, so that he gets it kind of thing, right? Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's different. Definitely as a coach, there's different um, different challenges for sure, yeah. Right. Um, so, so I wanted to ask you as well um, one story about a time when you had to kind of bust out all the stops, right? A time when you needed your best game, right? When all of it needed to come together, or when you weren't sure mm-hmm. it wasn't going to go down, when all hope mm-hmm. seemed lost, right? Um, but you mm-hmm. overcame adversity or persevered, and in the end, it worked out. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I have so many of those kind of stories. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. I mean, I have, like, some pretty crazy stories, but um, let me think of one where it's, like, yeah, it was really tough. I had to overcome a lot of different things. Um, hmm. Okay, I would say, yeah, maybe I can share one or two that come to mind. Um, <clears throat> one that comes to mind is, uh, okay, I meet a girl earlier in the day, right? And uh, yeah, good interaction, good everything. Everything seemed fine. Um, we we're chatting and everything. She says she has a boyfriend, um, but still wants to meet up later, right? And uh, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I uh, end up meeting her, and I don't know, I'm sure this is the same thing in Japan. It's kind of like they tell you have their boyfriend, then they're, they're going to meet up anyways. It's pretty, it's usually a good sign. It's like they just almost like wanted to get it off their chest or something sometimes, right? Right. right. And you're like, all right, cool, whatever. Like some guys are like, oh, she has a boyfriend. That means she's not into it. I'm just not going to go for it. Right? Or it's definitely not like that. Anyways, so <clears throat> so I meet her up um, later on in the evening, 
and uh she does this rarely happen it happens sometimes a lot of times girls will be like i'm gonna bring a friend or something right but uh it rarely happens but it can happen sometimes so she showed up with a friend right i was like oh crap this sucks right she didn't, <laughs> she didn't uh, say lot... anything or she just randomly showed up with a friend actually typically they do say like oh is it okay if i bring a friend if they're you know going to try to bring a friend usually 99% of the time they do and i've only had like i think it's only happened to me it hasn't happened to me in years this is like five years ago maybe the story but uh i don't even honestly remember the last time this happened to me it happened to me three times that i remember where they just randomly showed up with a friend hmm. this is you know years ago hasn't happened recently but anyways shows up with a friend i'm like oh fuck and because my previous experience is like if a korean girl is trying to bring a friend it's like oftentimes it's a waste of time you know mm. usually i'll just say oh okay yeah your friend cool yeah let's meet next time with your friend and then this time let's just go grab a one beer together right 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 and then oh, okay cool and then things work out right and so uh anyway so she shows up with a friend oh god i'm just annoyed at this point already but oh whatever go with the flow right um so <clears throat> so i end up um you know kind of vibing up with a friend and everything and we have food we have some drinks um, it's a good vibe. So we all, we all hang out together. Uh, I think, I don't remember. I think the friend paid for that. And then, um, we're kind of far from my house too. It was sort of, uh, I just moved at the time. It was where I kind of used to live. And so I'm thinking like, I have to get this moved more towards my area. Right. Yeah. And so I, I move it more towards my area. Oh yeah. I know this cool place we can all go to. So we go to like one other venue in a different area. And then, um, from here okay from here i'm basically just trying to like get rid of the friend you know and basically how i do that i don't like tell them to leave or anything like that obviously but uh i just try to build a good vibe with the group but obviously i'm showing like i'm more like interested in the other one mm. and uh yeah it'd be really cool to like yeah kind of i met her earlier i just want to go have like one last uh kind of like drink with her i kind of just build rapport with the friend and she trusts me that i'm cool and yeah we should all definitely we should all get together next week that would be cool like we'll all go to this cool american restaurant that i know about but oh there's just one other place i want to take the girl's name right and she's very cool with it at this time like we already spent an hour and a half together or something like that two hours mm. so i get rid of the friend right and at that time this is like yeah I, I almost never got rid of these friends back in the day that would be it would be like plaguing me way back in the day right and so um finally the friend leaves and then um I notice on her phone, like, uh, she's getting a call, and it's, like, her boyfriend's thing, but she doesn't really see it. Like, it's on the table, right? And so, I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, shit, it has the heart, and the boyfriend, like, all right, cool, well, uh, um, I think what I did at the time, I think I put my, uh, it, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't buzzing, I don't think. It was just coming up as, like, on silent mode or something like that, right? So, I don't remember. I moved something over. I think it was, like, the little napkin holder thing, right? So, she couldn't see that the phone was there. The guy was calling. So, I was like, yeah, as long as she doesn't see it, right? It doesn't matter. It's all good. It's all good. Right? And here's another thing I was thinking. Like, I'm on limited time here. Like, anything could happen. Like, uh, she might look at her phone and check it. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe the guy's in the area. You know, any any kind of random event can happen sure. on these, these kind of situations, right? And so, uh, <laughs> I remember saying, like, uh, as the friend just left to and I remember saying like, oh yeah, there's a there's a uh, there's a uh, karaoke like right up in this building, a norebang it's called in Korean, right? And so, oh man, I really feel like singing a song. We can have like one last drink there. Um, we'll sing a few songs or whatever, and then uh, yeah, that'll be it, right? Okay, cool. So uh, grab our stuff. Um, apparently, she checked the phone. I didn't really see her looking at the phone, but she was checking it. I paid for this round. We go up to this karaoke, right? And uh, 
Oh, this is pretty fucking wild the story. So we go up to this karaoke and uh she uh I guess she told her boyfriend where we were, like the location of this karaoke. Oh yeah, I'm with so and so and whatnot and we're in karaoke. Anyways, we end up going I ended up uh banging her in this karaoke, right? Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend's hey, hey. in the the, uh, the boyfriend is at that karaoke building, like, looking for us, Oh, right? my God. And, like, and, and so so this is, like, it was just all timing, man. It was just luck of the timing. I, uh, like, as soon as we finish, like, I'm pulling up my pants. Um, it was a weird room. They had, I remember they had, like, stuffed animals in the room, which is not typical at all of any norebangs in <laughs> any karaoke's here. I was like, this is weird. I see there's, like, somebody knocking on the door. And so, uh, we're putting on our clothes on everything, right? She had a skirt on at the time. I saw her panties. I, I put like the little um, like stuffed animal over the panties. The dude enters the room and it's her boyfriend. Apparently he found out like which room. He probably asked them like, I, apparently what she texted him is like what karaoke we're at, not the room obviously, right? Right, right. And so she, he probably just went up like, oh yeah, I'm looking for my girlfriend and uh, her foreign friend or whatever, right? And so he finds the room, but we had luckily just had finished. Just had wow. finished, pulled up her stuff. And then I go, oh yeah, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I heard all about you. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, we're just having some songs. We're hanging out with the other girl earlier. She had to leave early. You know, and it was just this like, everything yeah. was about these like small you know what I mean? Like these little timing, like if she, that's know, crazy. Like these, the girl, yeah, I mean, the yeah, girl, yeah. like she's kind of dumb for doing it. Like, okay. Like, like, I don't care if she has a boyfriend. I don't care if she's hooking up mm-hmm. with you that she has a boyfriend, but she's kind of dumb mm-hmm. for like letting herself almost get caught and have some like, cause if he, like what, what was going to happen? Are you guys like, if he, what do you think? If Were you about to get into a fight if he came 10 minutes faster? So what I think in retrospect is that she, so a lot of Korean, like I have so much experience with Korean girls that have boyfriends or got married or whatever now, right? And most of the time they'll just say like, oh, I'm hanging out with somebody or meeting friends, right? And it's their little like, you know, they're fulfilling their little fantasy of hooking up with you and the boyfriend doesn't know about it. And even being a foreigner can be, in some regards, I almost feel like being a foreigner can be slightly advantageous with girls with a boyfriend sometimes because you're more discreet right Mm. like you're not part of their like social circle it's almost like it can't necessarily come back to them right you know you know what i'm saying there right and so um so yeah with my experience like yeah hooking up with girls with boyfriends usually isn't that hard but what i notice is either they'll like not message him during that period or they'll message him like a lot of korean guys are quite like needy and insecure and they text message a lot right and so with their girlfriends right and so um, what I'm guessing is she was just texting him like, oh, yeah, I'm safe. We're with this group. We're here. Oh, then he just, to, he just you know, showed up randomly. Yeah, not like, oh, come here and, like, get me. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. We're just having one last uh, thing, and then I'm heading home, you know. And then maybe maybe she said something like, I'll call you when I get home, or, yeah, I'll be home soon, or, yeah, I'll text you when I get home, something like that, right? But instead, he, you know, just, like, He smelled blood in, in the water. Right? like. Yeah, he smelled blood in the water. Yeah, he sensed it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, that was a wild one. That was a close call. I mean, if you know, if he walked in while this happened, I imagine he would attack me. And yeah, I probably could have got messy, you know, for sure. Yeah. It would have been, uh, would have been kind of funny actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Walking. I don't know. It would have been an episode for sure, you know. But um, yeah, luckily at this point, like I've gotten all these crazy scenarios, but I've never actually. I've gotten in very close to getting into fights, but never actually got into an actual fight, which is quite... That's surprising. Shocking. That's surprising. Yeah, it's quite surprising. Because guys here are very aggressive, too. Very, sure. very aggressive. I mean, that's, that, so, I'm actually shocked that you've never gotten into a fight. Yeah, I've gotten threatened. I've gotten pushed. I've gotten this and that. 
but not ever like yeah i mean i definitely could have gotten in fights i always restrain myself right and i like i hold the frame and everything but i restrain myself because i'm, I'm sure it's similar in uh, japan too if you like say i'm not, I'm not going to ever throw a punch first or do it first because <laughs> you're always in the wrong here yeah, mean, yeah yeah regardless of the situation he stole all of your money and your phone and you punch him it's like no you were the one who did it right, right it's right, always right, like right. the foreigners the the uh you know the bad guy or someone for so, sure for sure yeah yeah i guess i've just been really good at like de-escalating at the right times or something i don't know yeah nice mm -hmm. okay cool yeah, yeah that was a crazy one <laughs> yeah this is an intense story yeah yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, you know, you recently you recently released your book. We've all been waiting for it. I had the pleasure of, of mm -hmm. reading it. It was it was it was mm -hmm. a great read. I'm, I'm about like seventy percent of the way through. I haven't fully completed it, but um, you know, oh, we nice. talk about a lot of the same things, and I and I think that's that's super cool that we've arrived to the same kind of conclusions independently. Um, but yeah, but, yeah. but I want you but I want you to talk a little bit about it as well. Um, why is mm -hmm. why is your book the best thing? Uh, for people who are out in Korea right now. Okay, sure. So, um, yeah, when I first started coaching, I was thinking about writing this book because, you know, as I mentioned, like right when I got to Korea, there's no information specific to Korea. There's all this random pickup stuff from Mystery Method to RSD, but none of it really, as we talked, like a lot of it just didn't apply here, right? And it kind of took this, um, these, uh, you know, social experiments with me and my friends, right, to kind of figure this out, right? And so um, I think the reason why this is the best book, or definitely is the reason, is because it's all based on actual experience, actually in the country for a whole decade with people who know the language, know the culture, um, have success, like proven success with like really actual real hot girls, models, flight attendants, uh, you know, hostesses, uh, some sort, you know, even some K-pop singers and stuff like that, right? And so, yeah, it's based on actual reality, based on real experience. And it, not only that, it's not like it only worked for me or somebody else. It's like I've been coaching now, and these guys actually get results, you know? So, yep. um, <clears throat> so it's really, I mean, I would say it's the only book you really need if you're dating, if you're coming to Korea, and um, you know, you're looking to. Um, even if it's for a short trip or for a longer trip, right? You're looking to hook up with some girls or, you know, date some girls, approach some girls out here. I think it is really the only book you need, right? And uh, it'll also um, help you with, like, the things that I see that, um, like, the common mistakes that we talked about with people who come here. They, you know, they over-escalate or do this or that wrong. And, uh, yeah, it'd be it's a really good read, I would say, for anybody who's even interested in korean girls abroad too recently i've been getting uh people buying it in canada for some reason i've been getting some sales in canada quite consistently and everyone's like oh yeah it's working so good you know I've, I've always korean girls i never understood them but yeah you know actually i have like two dates this week with korean girls out in canada i don't know international students or what have you right, right, right. whatever whatever they're doing out there so i'm like yeah this is good to hear you know very very good to hear and it's not anything like you know, regurgitated mystery method or um, it's not like the typical, you know, like cheesy opener book or something like that. Like I tried to, you know, it took me months. It took me close to a year to finish it. And I try to go very deep and very in-depth to talk about, you know, texting and dates and approaching and the culture and um, giving you a background about understanding how Korean people think and how they interact with the world and also, you know, useful um phrases terminology 
important cultural concepts, right? Like we talked about nunchi earlier, which is like, uh, like, um, you know, if you're touching all over a girl in a cafe, they have that nunchi, they have that sense around them that people are judging them, right? It's kind of like a kuki yomenai or kuki right, right, right. or kuki something. Yomenai, yeah. I don't know how to say it exactly in Japanese, but yeah, it's that same kind of like you can learn all these concepts, right, in the book. So that way, when you arrive, you're like, oh, you can actually have an understanding of what's happening here. Or even if you're abroad, right, even in Canada or these other countries where you run into a Korean, you can kind of relate to them on their level, right? Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a lot of people who are who are who are picking up my book or my course from uh, my video course from from Canada as well. And they're you know trying to, <laughs> trying to hook up with Japanese girls. It's it's funny, man. Yeah. It's a it's like the second well third I guess Canada's probably the third biggest audience mm-hmm. uh, after the U.S. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, there there are a lot of Japanese and Korean people up in uh, like Vancouver and Toronto and stuff like that, right? Studying right. or working out there. Because well, so, the U.S. Yeah. the U.S. doesn't like people coming in, you know, hanging out. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not these days, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. Fine. So what 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 sort of uh, what new ground are you trying to still crack and explore? I mean, you've been there what ten years. I mean, you've seen mm-hmm. a lot of things. You've you know, been with a lot of girls, what new ground is there left that you're trying to still explore? Mm, yeah, it's a very, very good question. Um, I would say like definitely new ground that's out there is, um, I know you guys in Japan, you do all these like group sex stuff and it's like, it's very acceptable out there in the culture. And it's like, it's not, I mean, it's I mean, not maybe... acceptable. They have to convince themselves they didn't uh-huh. do it in the morning, but, <laughs> but okay. Good. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. And not, not necessarily acceptable, but, um, with Korean girls, I mean, you know, it's still like, you know, I've had experiences with like three ways here and other people have. It's very limited sort of experiences. But I would say that I think over time it's going to be a lot more accessible because Korea is globalizing fast, really, really fast. But Korean girls still have that like squeamishness so much when you're when they're, um, you know, interacting with each other or like they see you escalating on another girl in the same room like it almost always blows stuff up you know and so i think uh i don't know just maybe experimenting more with that stuff like that right like group scenarios i think that's um and which i am doing you know i do experiment with that still these days um what are some other things like some other ground to break i mean it's not it doesn't really interest me that much a lot of guys talk about like oh you gotta hook up with these celebrities like i've hooked up with like b-list celebrities i guess you would call them right like k-pop trainees and stuff like that so i don't know some guys are like really obsessed with that kind of status stuff it doesn't interest me as much but um definitely i have i have some access i have some experiences with you know like girls that are in girl groups or you know people on television and stuff like that that's another area for sure um that people are interested in and i'm getting a little bit more experience with these days too um other grounds yeah i would say i'd say those are like the two bigger ones i would say that um another other grounds i guess would say like bigger social circles bigger like throwing bigger events perhaps right like creating your own big like bigger parties or bigger events to throw to try to um i don't know try to make your own little society within korea i suppose right I'd For say sure. those are probably areas that could be explored. Yeah. Yep. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, game around the world. You you sort of travel a lot. I do as well. We've shared some notes about um, 
various places, you know, uh, we've, we've both been to a lot of the same countries as well, but I wanted to get your thoughts. I mean, obviously you're not just a Korea gamer. I mean, that's your, Mm -hmm. that's your bread and butter. Just like for me, Japan is my bread and butter, but, um, you know, we both travel a lot. So what are some of your favorite places outside of Korea and what's on your list Mm -hmm. coming up in the near future? Okay, cool. Um, favorite places outside of Korea, I would say, I really liked uh, Prague. Prague was really good. Um, <clears throat> I liked it because you had such a good mix of different like ethnicities, right? You had different Eastern Europeans. You had different Western European people coming in. It's very touristy, so you get like a really good mix of um, just all Europeans. And also, you have a, a lot of Chinese and Korean tourists when I was there. Um, so you have also a mix of Asian girls everywhere too, right? And just the city itself, it's so beautiful. It's like, uh, have you ever been there to Prague? Ah, really? Yeah, it's a great place, man. It's uh, it's like you're walking around in some like medieval. Everything looks so medieval and like castles and I don't know. It's a, it's a trippy place. It's like you're in a fairy tale or something like that. It's really beautiful and you just have beautiful girls everywhere. Really good, really cheap beer and really cool little bars and stuff like that, right? Um, so definitely that was one of my favorite places. Prague was. Uh, what's another place that I really liked? Uh, I also had a lot of good experiences in Bali too because uh, I was there for about a month and uh, I liked it because you also, it was the same kind of thing, like you had a good mix of different kind of ethnicities and stuff like that, right? And um, a lot of of girls on vacation mode and uh, definitely things that suck about it too. You have those little like, what are they called? Um, Like those little hostile clicks. Like there's certain little things you want to avoid, right? It's like they go on these groups and they're just like, they're poor and they're bumming around and they stick in these groups, right? And so that's kind of weak, but I really like Bali overall, too. That was pretty sick. Um, (laughs) Places I'm looking forward to going (coughs) would be, um, actually, I do really want to go maybe in summertime. I do want to get the Russian visa and head to Russia. That would be really cool, like uh, Moscow or even Vladivostok, which is very, very close to Korea. Very, very close. I'm super interested in Vladivostok. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's only, I think it's, what, two hours from Japan, too? Something like that. Yeah, it's quite close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, getting the visa can be kind of a hassle, but uh, the good yeah. thing is, as an American, once you have it, it's a three-year visa. So, oh, really? If Vladivostok's... Yeah, if Vladivostok's good, I could just go anytime I want, like, take weekend trips there. It's pretty close, you know, so... Well, we might have, um, we might have, to, we might have to talk after this, uh, after the podcast and plan something out for Vladivostok. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely into that, definitely into that. Um, I do definitely want to go to more Eastern European countries, definitely like uh, Ukraine, Belarus. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Belarus these days from guys who went there. Um, and then also, I do want to go to Brazil someday. I don't know. Have you been to Brazil? I've been to I've been to Rio um, and uh-huh. Sao Paulo, but you know, I really uh-huh. want to check out uh, Florianopolis. I believe it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone's saying that's everyone's uh everyone's raving about Florianopolis. I have a friend there who's actually there right now, and he's like, "Oh my god, this place is, this is like the best place ever." And this is not like a guy who's only ever been to one place. He's been like everywhere. Yep. And so, so he's like, "Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who've been to a lot of places say Florianopolis is on the top. You know, it's at least in like the top three or four places to go." So. Cool. So Prague, yeah. Prague, Bali, um, mm-hmm. and then in the future, Brazil and and uh, and Russia. Cool yeah definitely definitely so yeah enjoy going to these new places it's kind of like uh what i really like about i don't know about you but when i go to a new country it's like uh 
it's sort of like a puzzle like you're trying to figure out what little adjust what is the culture like what are these little it's almost like you're an anthropologist or something like that right like you go there like oh what are the, what's the adjustment like remember i told you when i went to japan it's like i realized i got to be a little bit more chill and stoic maybe lead a little bit more on these points right but each country is like a puzzle right you have to figure yeah. out these little like what what, what do you got to tweak here what do you got to you know what's the culture like here so yeah, I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that process of going somewhere new and everything's fresh, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think it's really unique here in Asia because, um, you know, I, I keep coming back to this idea back, back from the beginning when we were talking about, you know, Southeast Asia versus East Asia and all this sort of mm -hmm. stuff. I think you can sum up a lot of the difficulty of a country by number one how much soft power that country has in other words like culture mm. and then also mm. how much economic like what is the economic status like the average like if if you're telling me to give me you know like like if i'm blind to the facts of mm -hmm. a country except for these two things i think i could create a pretty good picture of how hard it is or easy it is to gain there and that would be um gdp per capita and followed mm -hmm. by like uh, this is just a proxy, but like how many movies that they make per year, for example, or, you know, like a, mm. some sort of measurement of soft power, right? Like cultural sort of output. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and how far it spreads. Like, so I guess, I guess the way you could do it is mm. you could be like, you could be like movie and album sales of that country's goods outside of that mm -hmm. country. Right. <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's an interesting so like, metric if you I, if you had uh -huh. those two metrics together right the the like uh -huh. how many movies are, of that country are consumed outside of that country plus mm -hmm. the gdp per capita i think you could have a really easy sort of baseline of how hard it's going to be to game in that country um and as well mm, as well i guess you could add you could add english language right because that's kind of the one thing that separates Asia, right? So you, you could you could take like for example Asia from somewhere like Africa or somewhere like South America to somewhere like Europe, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere like Europe obviously is like a much more sort of in the Western culture bubble, right? But I think the big thing mm -hmm. that separates Korea uh, recently and Japan a little mm -hmm. bit more historically, but you know they're mm -hmm. sort of in the same category. I would, I would put them in Asia um, in terms mm -hmm. of. Like number one, they have the they have the they have the soft power. Korea even more so than Japan recently, right? Um, they have the mm -hmm. soft power, the cultural sort of influence that's respected around the world, both in terms of technology. So Japan, starting in the eighties, you know, had lots of technological technological output, lots of you know electronics makers and all that sort of stuff, and pop as well, mm -hmm. pop pop culture to go along with it. Um, and Korea oh, recently, sure. right, with you know Samsung and and with all the k dramas and K-pop and everything being really big for the past 10, 15 years or so, um, that combined with the the the, the growth the GB the GDP per capita, where it's like, you know, if you're mm -hmm. in somewhere like you know somewhere like Seoul, like the richest people mm -hmm. there are going to be mostly Koreans, right? Um, so exactly exactly so it's like a young girl growing up if she's beautiful she doesn't have to look outside her country to find someone who can provide her with everything she needs right exactly exactly that's so true also it's um like these more economically developed cities like something like seoul or tokyo right the people are so busy in these cities too that's another thing like when you ever, if you ever go to like smaller places, even in Europe, even like Prague, which is a pretty big city, not anywhere near as Tokyo or Seoul, but 
it's just so so much of a slower pace, right? Mm. That's why you see like like we we're talking about insta dates earlier, right? So you have a coffee with a girl or something, and the this the pace of life is so slow there that it's like what else is going on? Of course, right. you know the date is good enough where she's gonna meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like in Seoul, it's like there's shit going on nonstop. I mean, there's clubs that are open until eleven a.m. here, right? Like mm. she could be at a club all night. She could be at an event. There's um there's so many social obligations and you know other circles that she's in and whatnot right, and so I think that really affects it a lot. It's like the speed of a city or the the stimulus plus like the the pace of a city so to speak right. For like, sure. Like Tokyo and Seoul, they're like humming quickly. Like these yep. cities are like like very fast, high vibration cities or something. You go to the other ones, they're just so slow and. For you know, sure. Like nothing's ha- like, wh- what did you do yesterday? I watched the grass grow across the street or something. Like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So definitely, I think that affects it. I was also talking to my friend. Uh, I have a buddy, um, Hunk Hens. He, he does this like sexual program or whatever, but uh, he's out in Colombia right now. He's on the South American tour doing his uh, thing. Oh, God bless Colombia. And, uh, Colombia's great. Yeah, yeah. I do want to go there too. Definitely, it's on the list. But uh, we we're, I was talking to him. I was telling him, like, yeah, I noticed that countries that were, um, colonized by spain particularly it's like they're kind of sketchy like you, you any country that's like colonized by spain like you might get robbed you might get jacked you know like it's just a right. common theme right like in asia what country was conquered by spain the philippines that's philippines. the sketchiest place that's true that's the sketchiest place that's in all of true. asia that's i've true. ever been hey but you, know you I mean? but you know what yeah. is also a common denominator there is uh-huh. sketchy cia interference in the local government right mm, so <laughs> good point good point yeah yeah overthrowing or uh installing their own dictators yeah or, yeah uh in philippines case yeah even like colonizing them as well right yeah exactly yeah i think yeah, i, I if anything i'm blaming the u.s i'm not blaming uh <laughs> i'm not blaming spain so <laughs> that's true well u.s is more recent that's a good point more recent um interference so to speak right 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 yeah that's true yeah cool um well so i I guess as a kind of a sort of final question um what's what's Mm -hmm. one kind of tip one simple takeaway that that newcomers to korea uh can kind of can kind of take on that's this this country is specific you know specific to korea that will help them get laid on a short trip there here i'm specifically targeting for this question people who like they're saying look i'm going to be there for a week i'm not about to Mm -hmm. learn all of korean you know i'm not not about to spend a lot of time learning korean or whatever right you know a lot of people who who might come across your site or my site or this podcast maybe they're just they're just like on the airplane over or whatever they're saying look i don't have time to put in all this time to you know study about these great and ancient races who you know have their own cultures and all languages and all that i just want to smash some uh female humans and get inside some organs and what what is a one tip that that you would have for them all right well (laughs) I would get two answers to that. One answer would be if you're just looking, like some guys, they'll come here and they think like every girl, it's like the first time in Asia, wow, all the girls are amazing, right? Kind of like how I was when I first got here, right? Um, If you're kind of like that, then I would say, yeah, just go to some more of the, um, get experience, go to those like foreign hunter style bars, right? Those kind of places or events like that, right? Just because you're gaining a little experience. And for you, you don't even have the eyes to distinguish what's good or not, to be honest, right? And so, yeah, I mean, if you're like a first timer, then yeah, go to somewhere like Thursday party or even these like 
they have these like language events that they do. Yeah, I had, I had a great time at Thursday party. Let me tell you that it was like just yeah. the layout. No, those... That place was crazy. That place was fun. Yeah, actually, to be honest, it's one of those more of like a foreign hunter bars, but I still go there. Compared, there's a lot worse places. Let me put it that way. Sure. There's other places. Like, if you want to hear one of the worst places, like, it makes Thursday party look like, I don't know. Um, like Tuesday like, party? You know, a high... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like some high class, establish... fancy establishment would be a place called, um, it's pretty close to it too. It's called Gold Bar. Okay. That's like, hey, if you're at Gold Bar, you know you're really like, you're really hard up for Scraping something. Scraping the barrel. Okay. You're straight on the edge. Exactly. It really is some like bottom of the barrel. Feels like you're in a carnival or a circus or something there sometimes. But um, yeah, Thursday party. The good thing about it, it's a cool middle ground because it is like a fun venue. It's chill, and and you do get a mix of like there are actually legitimately attractive Korean girls in there sometimes or foreigners, and um, but also with a very big mix of like a more westernized car- crowd I, too. I right? just like so, the layout mm-hmm. of that place. The layout was so cool. I felt like I was in like an mm-hmm. amusement park or something. You know, there's the upstairs area with some like I feel like there was pool tables or something up there, and then. Like... Oh, you're talking about uh, Fountain. Oh, that's Fountain. Never mind. That's oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that venue actually. That's also one of my Fountain. favorite venues, and that, that's that place was that's awesome. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have like, okay, so if Gold Bar's bottom of the barrel, and then Thursday Party's like a step above that, then Fountain would be even above that. Like, it's a, a much nicer than the previous two places. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was imagining myself yeah. slumming it, you know, by accident. And... <laughs> but, no, no, no. Yeah. That place isn't bad. That place isn't bad at all. I actually really, I go there pretty, uh, you know, at least a couple times a month or something. Yeah, like that, that. that place was great. I had, a good, I had good fun there. Yeah, yeah, that layout is sick. I really like the layout, too, like you said. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say go to probably go to Itaewon. It's a more foreign-friendly area. There are some really cool venues like Fountain that you just talked about. Um, if you want like really hot Korean girls too, you can go to a place called. Um, there's a place called. No, Glenn. I don't want. I don't want That's... that. Don't tell the people about that. Yeah. they don't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you don't want hot girls. So yeah, don't go there. Please don't uh, go there. But uh, yeah, there's Glam, a place called Glam, and the first floor. It's pretty cool. It's called Prost as well. That place is pretty cool. Oh, I think I went there too. Um, so yeah, around Itaewon, I would say that's more accessible for most people. A lot of English speakers. Um, and then, of course, like I said, those language parties, they have those every day. There's um, uh, like applications that you can date off. Um, but I would say, yeah, don't if you're coming even for a short trip, don't limit yourself to those places. Like still go out to, go out to places like Shinsa or Gangnam or... Yoksam, you know, mm. or other other places like this, and that's where you're gonna see, um, like really, really, really hot girls at certain times, especially, especially like after six o'clock, right? Um, a lot of times between like six and eight p.m. can be really good, mm. and you go to the, these places, and yeah, just try to do some street approaches. Um, one thing I would say is more or less focus on, you know, fo- focus more first, just get yourself moving towards the people, right? Mm. Don't overthink it, of course. But um, what I would say is like a good, a real good tip is like just focus on them being comfortable first because it's sort of like the way like uh, if you read the book like I explained like Korean girls are so much more like cats right it's yep. like they're yep. they're kind of on edge or something I guess you would describe it and all you want to do is like it's okay I'm here just chill it's relax right chat a little bit vibe up a little bit and then you'll notice they'll, they'll kind of drop their guard sometimes and then they'll be like purring at your side right mm. and so when you see the girl even if she's like quiet yet attentive to you right maybe she asks questions or whatnot or her body language is facing towards you but yeah it's kind of like just realize that if the girl's quiet and attentive towards you that's a very good thing it doesn't 
lot of guys come here and they're like, I don't know. She wasn't asking me any questions. She wasn't like being intentful towards me or wasn't touching me or whatever. Like these things they get used to with like Western girls. She wasn't using witty banter or whatever. Right. And so, yeah, like oftentimes quiet is good as long as they are attentive and like yeah. their, fo- their focus yeah. is on you, you I, have I, mean? the, I have the same thing as in, in japan as well where it's like if a girl's mm-hmm. too interested like it usually ends up not working out like for some reason like if she's like oh my god you're so cool and like like if she's a little too in- excited or too interested <laughs> to talk to me it, it i never end up sleeping with that girl right so it's sort of right, like it's like right, fool's right. gold or something right it's like something here is not quite right right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's two kind. There, you, you notice that like girls are like overreacting, like, yeah, you're so cool, and da da da. It's like, yeah, that's usually bullshit for sure. Right. Or you get, you get these other ones where it's like they're very, I call it like the social butterfly type of reaction, where it's like they're talking a lot, and it's almost like they're controlling the interaction yep, now, right? Yep, yep. And usually that's like fucked too. You know, like yeah. you have to kind of. It's fine for them to respond, but oftentimes there's ones that just lived abroad or they're just very friendly like that. So. With those ones, um, you got to be a lot more polarizing. You got to be a lot more like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm yeah. a man. I'm going to lead this yeah. shit. It's not, you don't want to fall into this trap of, you know, trap to nowhere, basically, right? Sure. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. This crazy. There's this, this women with crazy differences, and you just got to exist and persevere and lead them in the right mm-hmm. direction, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, those would be my tips for somebody visiting. Um, Visiting Korea. Another tip is this too: is like, I mean, I think I've already mentioned it three times, but uh, if you have a date with a Korean girl, a lot of these guys, it's still a thing that people come visit here. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close her on the D three, or yeah, they're on a two week trip or a week trip, and they have all these like ideas that the girl's gonna come out to a second date. It's like, no, I'm gonna tell you this: like, get your head out of your fucking ass, right? I've been here for yeah, ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know all the gamers and the natural guys here and everything. It's like she probably is not coming out to the second date. You have one shot. Mm. It's like you got to take it. That's that's the mindset you should have when you're in Korea. You know. Yep. So absolutely yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Hey man, great stuff. I mean, it, this is this is gone. I think we're at like an hour forty something. This is great. I mean, like I yeah, I didn't sure. expect it yeah. to go this long, but I was just having such a good time that uh you know we just kind of went went over. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a good one. Definitely a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it was good chats. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely. Just, if you so your website is pickupkorea.com. You can find the book at pickupkorea.com slash book um, slash e hyphen book e hyphen book. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check that out. And um, I also read um, about thirty to forty percent of your book, and it's really really good so far. And like you said, I feel like we do have a lot of similar ideas, or at least. I think it's inevitable, though. It's like if you're doing this, at least in East Asia, or I guess in general as well. Well, they like say you are bound to come to some similar realizations, and especially if the cultures are quite similar to right? right, like neighboring countries. So. Right. Well, yeah. well, they say calculus was invented by three people at the same time, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You come to the yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And especially if you're doing it based on experience rather than, you know, perhaps the predecessors in Korea, the predecessors in Japan before, you know, my generation, your generation, where it was based on, you know, some theory by some clowny people in LA and in these clubs. And, you know, it's just not relatable. It's old. It's outdated. It's done with. It's, uh, it's not, it doesn't connect with the people here, you know? 
So yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, we had the same kind of thing in Japan when I when I showed up. There was this there was kind of mm-hmm. a forum, and it was I lo- I liked it for what it was, but it was there was a lot of people giving a lot of credit to people who had not earned it through their effort essentially and it's 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 hard right like in the forum age the internet age when people aren't putting their 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 face out their name out their words out and it's not backed up Mm -hmm. with results it can be difficult to determine right who's lying and who's telling the truth right this happens all the time you know in in the marketing world or in the in the in the dating world in the pickup world and that's why a lot of people have a bad image of of um you know pickup or a game right and this is this is one of the things mm-hmm. you know you and i you know obviously we, we 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 fight against this every day but that's why i really wanted mm-hmm. to have you on this podcast is because i know what you teach and i know what you mm-hmm. talk about we met and i know that you're the real deal essentially right so mm-hmm. um that's mm-hmm. essentially why i was happy to have you on here and, and happy to have this great chat with you today yeah yeah it's a pleasure and um for sure. Hopefully, you know, you can come out to Korean visit sometime and uh, definitely want to make my way out to Japan sometime, maybe even Osaka again or Fukuoka and who knows, maybe a Russia trip sometime. That'd be cool too, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Korea is definitely on my list, uh, you know, in the next, a little when it gets a little warmer. Now it's February as we record this. It's still too cold for me to go to Korea, but, you know, oh, God, yeah. in a couple in a couple months now, I, I aim to be in Korea by the end of the year, you know, so. Mm-hmm. yeah sounds good sounds good definitely looking forward to that so uh yeah very good uh i think we connected on different um what's kind of different between japan and korea and a lot of uh useful information for people coming to korea so um yeah definitely and i enjoy your uh your content that you guys i saw a couple years ago I remember on youtube i was browsing one day and uh like something about japan popped up i was like oh this is kind of interesting and uh, i was like well this is different it's actually it's like a japan game from the perspective of japan not some like oh just kino escalate you know build your state or whatever i was like oh this is cool so routine yeah, stack good, you know. yeah. yeah exactly exactly at the end of the day uh you know like the real the truth prevails so to speak right so that's yeah, good absolutely Connect- so yeah Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, Kether, I think you, you, you've, um, I mean, every, everybody's aware is pickupkorea.com is his website. You guys feel free to check out uh, the articles, the book, uh, coaching. If you're ever in Korea, go ahead and check him out. He's, he's a guy to learn from. He knows what he's talking about. All right. And thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us today, um, Kether. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And take it easy. All right. Have a, good one. Have a great one.